Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Journey of Faith. My name is Jason Cusick. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I want to say hi to everybody at our Torrance campus. We're connected live with you there at Torrance. And if you are watching online, you weren't able to make it in person to one of our campuses, great that we can be together. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who might be with us for the first time. Maybe you're new to the area. Maybe a friend invited you to church. You might be one of those people that maybe you grew up going to church or involved in faith or religion, and now you're coming back to the first, for the first time. Or you might be one of those people, like a lot of people here at Journey of Faith, where you're just checking out faith or religion or God for the first time. I want to say wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here so excited that you're with us. Uh, I hope this has been and will continue to be a great experience for you. We're really excited this Sunday because we're starting this series called Friendship Essentials. And we're doing this because the research shows that as a country, we're kind of in an epidemic of friendship. Uh, in one survey, they found that 80% of people surveyed said that their greatest emotional pain in life was loneliness. And the research shows that there's a lot of problems with us having friendships, forming new friendships. Some people say they have no friends or very few friends, and maybe you can relate to that, or someone next to you can't, or someone in your life can relate to that. One of the research studies I looked at recently was put out by the Survey Center of, on American Life, and they did the State of American Friendships, and they surveyed all these people, and they found that there were basically three reasons why friendships were so difficult right now. Here's, here they are. Here's the first one, geographic mobility. I don't know if you know this, but in America, the average American moves every five years. That's a lot of changes in life, moving out of state, moving jobs, moving homes, moving to different schools, things like that. With that kind of mobility, um, it's a challenge to keep great and long-term friendships. If we're going to have great friendships, maybe we need to factor mobility into that. Maybe friendships need to be able to handle moves, or we need to anticipate those moves when we're having friendships. Um, the second one is family time. Now, this is actually uh, the dark side of something positive. Compared to 50 years ago, the research shows us that parents are spending more time with their kids and kids more time with their parents, which is a, a great thing, but it's leaving less time for friendships outside the family. And that can be a challenge. We can learn a lot from Jesus because Jesus' idea of family was much bigger than the biological family. He practiced something called chosen family, and that was there was a much wider open door to having people that he called brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers than just those related by blood. And then the other challenge that we have to friendships uh, now is busyness. Now, we're busy at work, we're busy at school, um, we're busy in a lot of areas of life, and one of the challenges that I think those of you that are parents have is sometimes your busyness passes on to your kids' busyness. So we're keeping our younger people busier than ever. And sometimes it's under the guise of, I want you to be successful. I want you to be well-trained and have a diverse thing. And there's all this push toward busyness. But I think what we're doing is we're passing on that busyness, which makes less room 
for natural and organic friendships to develop and to be nurtured. That's the bad news. The good news is this survey said that there are some good things happening. For example, one of those things is we are finding new friends. That is something the research is showing. We're stepping outside and experimenting with relationships. Second, we're recognizing that there's differences in friendships. Sometimes we have the idea that one, if I could just find that one friend that would meet all my friendship needs. But we're realizing there are different kinds of friends for different kinds of needs and different kinds of seasons, and that's healthy and good. And then last, uh, here in America in particular, we're improving current friendships. We're saying, I want to invest in this friendship more. So there is some, some traction and some movement, but we need to keep going to overcome those challenges and maybe identify some of the challenges that are unique to us. So that's why we're doing this series. And what we're doing in this series is we're identifying some friendship essentials. In particular, we're saying, let's look to somebody whose life was defined by great friendships, and that's Jesus. What did he do? What did he pass on to his friends? How did his friends relate to him? And what can we learn from that? And in particular, Jesus' view of friendships was informed by a wonderful book in the Bible that he would have been very familiar with called the book of Proverbs. As a first century Palestinian Jewish man, he would have been very familiar with this collection of wise sayings about life and friendship. In fact, what I want to encourage you to do is, while we're going through this series over these next five weeks, I want to encourage you to read the book of Proverbs for yourself. It's located right around the center of uh, the Bible. If you need a Bible, we have them right outside. When you leave, you can go to our connections area. We will give you a Bible. And the book of Proverbs is 31 chapters of simple sayings about life wisdom. So if you read one chapter a day, you can get through it in a month, and you'll get through it by the time we're done with this series. And I think it will give you a lot of wisdom about your relationship with God and your relationship with the world around you, as well as friendship. And then what we'll do on Sundays is talk about some, some big picture essentials of what friendship is all about. And what we're trying to do is answer a really unique question that the book of Proverbs presents to us. Here it is. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who's truly reliable? So each week, we're going to look at a friendship essential. Let me just give you a preview. Today, we're going to be talking about this one, intentionality. Great friendships don't just happen. You have to invest in them. You have to be purposeful, thoughtful. Next week, we're going to talk about this, mutual growth. A lot of our friendships start by us having something in common. Maybe we go to the same school. We have some of the same friends. We like some of the same things. But for friendships to really evolve and get deeper, it requires us to have each other's growth in mind. The friendship I have with you should help me become a better version of myself. And my friendship with you should help you become a better version of yourself. The week after that, we're going to talk about emotional connection. Pastor Jill's going to unpack this for us. This idea that when we connect with each other, we're not just connecting in outside things and personal growth. There's emotion involved in there. How do we own and address and understand our own emotions? 
and self-regulate those emotions? And then when and how do we express them and share them with other people? Then we're going to talk about this important subject, forgiveness. Great relationships involve conflict and challenges. And resolving conflict and leaning into Jesus' value of forgiveness is a big part of it. We'll wrap up our series with this last one that we're calling alignment. Great friendships happen when we're moving in the same direction. And hopefully, that direction is the direction God wants us to go. Let's dive into this first one for the rest of our time today. We're going to talk about intentionality. Quick story about uh, this, what I thought about it the other day. Um, just last week, I was taking, finally taking down my, my Christmas lights on my house. Some of you leave them up all the time. Um, I wanted to because I hate taking them down. I don't like putting them up. I don't like taking them down. I like it when they're, they're up there. And while I was taking them down, I was remembering two years ago when I was putting them up, I was like, oh, I can put these things up, drag them out, put up the ladder, and I'm just grumbling all the way through it. I'm at the top of the ladder, I'm starting to hang them, and I hear a voice at the bottom of the ladder. It's my neighbor. He goes, hi there. And I look down, and my neighbor lives across the street. He has the best Christmas lights they're always up right on time. They come down just at the right time. He's retired. He's invested a lot of time in doing these lights. So he has, they're, they're perfect, takes great pride in them. And he, so I'm up on this ladder and he says to me, would you like some help with the lights? You know what I said? No, nah, I'm good. And, and he was just kind of, oh, okay. And I said a little something to him and he walked away. Now, why did I say, no, nah, I'm good? It's the same reason why when I get on a plane, I pray, God, let no one sit next to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. Or when I'm in the grocery store, like, oh, please, no one say anything to me at all. Part of it is I'm just a crazy introvert with a lot of social anxiety. The other part is sometimes I'm just busy. I don't want to be bothered with human beings. You know, I'm just so, so focused. and it's, it's really not good. Two years ago, when he walked away, I hung the rest of those lights by myself and I thought, he wasn't just trying to help me with my lights. He was trying to be intentional about our friendship. I know him, but we haven't had a lot of conversations. This was a missed opportunity from me. And I thought about that, and it changed me. It didn't change me about my lights. I still hate putting them up and taking them down. It changed me about those encounters where there's a moment that opens us up to something else. I'm different on the plane. Now, I can't believe it, on the plane, before I get on the plane, I go, God, who will you have sit next to me? And is it a possibility that I will meet someone that there is a future friendship there? When I'm standing in the line at the grocery store, I'm not like, everybody stay away. I'm like, maybe there's an encounter here that has the potential for something else. Because every one of our friendships that we value or friendships that we have valued in the past started with a little encounter that we were intentional to engage about. And that's our main idea for today. Very simple. We can be intentional about our friendships, our current ones and future ones. Let me show you just a little story from the life of Jesus where we get to see his intentionality about friendships. It takes place first century Palestine. Jesus has just had a, 
a really negative encounter with some very strict religious teachers that were really not good relationships and that were really pushing him in all the wrong ways. And he, uh, soon after that, he leaves, and, and this is where we pick up. Here's what it says. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. And he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples. These were kind of like his closest followers, the people that wanted to hear his teaching. And he chose 12 of them to be his apostles. So what he's doing is he's choosing out of all his followers the group of people that he would be closest with. And then we find out who they are. Here are their names. Uh, Simon, whom he named Peter. Andrew, Peter's brother. James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas. Another James. James clarifies the son of Alphaeus. Another Simon, uh, who was called the Zealot. Judas, son of James. And then another Judas, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Now, I didn't grow up religious or really even spiritual. The first time I read the Bible, I was 19 years old. And something that struck me was how intentional Jesus was in building his friendships and meeting new people. It was a big thing for him. And I thought, if anybody could do the spiritual life in this world alone, it would be Jesus. But he's like, no, no, no. I'm bringing people other in. I'm bringing other people in. I need them, and they need me. It's almost like Jesus went up on a mountaintop after this time of conflict with these super religious people, and, and he was like praying, and he realized at that moment, like, I need a group of people that I can be friends with, and they can be friends with me. And then he went down on the mountain, off the mountain, and he chose people, and he chose these people. And it's really an eclectic group of people. There's people here that are younger, that are older, some people that are related to each other. Um, some people had the same name. He actually gave Simon a, a nickname, probably to distinguish. He probably called, hey, Simon, and two guys turned around. He's like, I got to name you something else. <laughs> this one says Simon, who was also called the Zealot. That means he was ardently anti-government. But then you got Matthew, who worked for the Roman government. So you had anti-government people, pro-government people. There's probably an Eagles and a Niners fan in here. <laughs> and even within this group, you've got Judas, the one who would later betray him. In his friendship circle is a person that was destined to hurt him and betray him. This is his group. Along with these guys and a handful of women, these were the people that were closest to him. And what started as Jesus and his disciples and apostles and followers over three years turned into something more beautiful because three years in, we read this from Jesus talking to them. He said, you are my friends. Jesus lived a life of intentional friendship making. And that's what we're invited to step into. In fact, that's one of the ways that we can be intentional about friendships. It's this. We can see intentional friendship as a characteristic of Jesus that we were designed to reflect. Around here, we're always talking about like, oh, here's how Jesus prayed. How could we be more like that? Oh, here's how Jesus obeyed God's commands. How could we be more like that? 
Oh, here's how Jesus looked at the world. How can we reflect that more? This is how Jesus did friendship. How could we be more like that? And Jesus' idea of friendship was actually flowed a lot from the great Hebrew wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Let me share with you a few that I know Jesus had in his mind as he was developing friendships. Here's one of them. A friend is always loyal. This uh, literally says a friend loves at all times. When you're in a good mood or you're in a bad mood. When things are going well, when things are not going well. Friendship is about I love you through all the ups and downs in life. Do you have a friendship like that? Are you that kind of friend for someone? Do you have a friend in your life that whether you're going through a good time or a bad time, they're like, I love you. Sometimes friendships don't work like that. Sometimes you're going through a bad time and they're not helpful. They either abandon you or they go after you in a wrong way. In fact, that's another proverb that I think Jesus had in mind. Here's what it says. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. I like this proverb because it reminds me that I'm going to have friendship fails. I'm going to disappoint my friends, and my friends are going to disappoint me. Even in Jesus' circle, almost all of those guys abandoned Jesus when he got arrested. One of them was responsible for the arrest. If you have friendship fails in life, people have failed you or you failed them, Jesus knows just what that's like. And he's wanting to encourage you, keep going, try again. In fact, let me share with you one more proverb. Never abandon a friend. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask for assistance. This is a great point of wisdom. You're like, well, I'm going through a tough time. Who do I go to? Well, you go to your friends. Oh, I don't have any friends. Well, that's why we make friends now. Because when we get into a tough time, where are we going to go? In the toughest spots, who do we reach out to? Here at this church, um, we, we're, what we're really trying to do is help people form relationships in groups so that when you're going through a tough time, you're not like, oh, this is such a big church, I don't know anybody. No, you should know people. You should know your friends. And we're trying to build those friendships. Now, that's not always easy, but all of these proverbs have something in common, and it's this word, resilience. An essential part of intentionality is the idea of, I'm going to stick in there. I'm going to keep working on this. Hey, look, we're going to hit emotional ups and downs. Let's try to understand each other. Hey, we're going to have differences of opinion on stuff. Let's resolve this stuff. You're going to hurt me, and I'm going to hurt you. Let's lean toward forgiveness, and let's figure out what that looks like so we can be aligned in the right way. And at the core of Jesus's theology of friendship is this idea that our friendship should be a picture of God's friendship with us. I was reading the Bible the other day, and I ran across this great Bible verse. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never leave. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Like, that's the kind of friend God is to me 
God, how could I be like that with other people? It's almost as if to say, if we want to work on friendships, what we can do is learn more about God's friendship with us. So that's a challenge I have for you. Here's an action step. Read about and delight in God's friendship with you. Now, maybe you've never really thought about a relationship with God like a friendship. But there's some beautiful things in that. And if, you, if you're one of the Bible people that reads the Bible regularly, then as you're reading in your regular reading, think about God's friendship with you and your friendship with God. What does that look like? If you're new to Bible reading or you've never read the Bible before, even if you have, I have a great suggestion for you. There's this app called YouVersion. Here's the icon for it. You download this app, and they have the Bible, and they have a bunch of other things, but they also have reading plans. And if you click down the bottom of reading plans and scroll down, you'll find this uh, nine-part reading plan. You can do it in nine days, or you can do it in nine weeks. There's a little devotional, like a little short paragraph that explains what's it about. And then there's different Bible verses that can help you think about your relationship with God and what it means to have a friendship with God. And this can help you get started. And if you're not a reader, you're like, I'm not so much of a reader, I'm more of a listener, you can do it on the audio as well. So you can listen to these verses and listen to this devotional being read. And it's a great way to say, how can I nurture my friendship with God like Jesus did, and then let that help me be a better friend to other people. That's one way that we can be intentional in a relationship with, uh, in, in our friendships, is by seeing intentional friendships as a characteristic of Jesus that we can reflect. Here's one more way. Be intentional with the relationships in your life. There's relationships right now that you have. How could you be intentional with those? You know, I think about Jesus, I think about how within a short period of time, so Jesus was born and he grew up, and from what we understand from the Bible and from history, he started his kind of public ministry around age 30. And the verse we just read about him choosing his disciples happened when he was around 30. Three years later, he's crucified. He had three years to be intentional about these friendships. And in those three years, he actually overcame all of the three barriers that we saw in that first research study. Geographic mobility. He moved around all different places. And you know what? Took his friends with him. And he knew he was going to leave in three years, but he didn't go, well, I'm going to die and rise again and then go back to heaven in three years. I shouldn't really pour into these people's lives. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to make the most of these three years. Family time. There's a great story when Jesus is sitting with those 12 guys and a bunch of other people in a house, and he's teaching, and he's explaining things to his friends, and his friends are asking him questions, and there's a knock on the door, and somebody says, hey, Jesus, your mom and your brother and your sisters are outside, and they want to talk to you. And Jesus says, you know who my mom, my brother and sisters are? These people. Now, he wasn't completely dissing them. What he was saying was, I'm forming a larger family that is bigger than DNA and biological family. 
So he overcame that by saying, he didn't spend all the, well, I'm only going to be here three more years. I better spend all the time with my mom. You know, Jesus didn't do that. He's like, no, it's going to be a bigger group of people. And then last, Jesus was busy. He was only actively involved in ministry for three years, healing and teaching and, and challenging the hypocrisy of the current religious structure. And it says, sometimes it says, all these people gathered together to hear from Jesus. And then when Jesus saw that, he turned to his disciples and he said, let's go away for a little while and get some rest. In the midst of his busyness, he focused on his friendships. We have to work at that. Friendships, you need to be intentional, especially if time is an issue. And one thing I've been impressed with as I've been at this church for 20-something years, the people I'm most impressed that seem to do this well are our military families. We get military families moving into the area, and they're here for three to five years, and they are the most involved with serving and building relationships and getting to know people, and I think it's because they have to. In fact, I was asking um, Tara and Jason, there are a couple here that have kids, and they're new to the area uh, over at the base in El Segundo, And I said, hey, we're going to talk about intentionality and friendships. And you guys are military family. You move around all the time. Can can you email me kind of your approach to this? And, And here's what Tara said. Our family relocated here in July. Transitions in community aren't new to us. We have moved numerous times throughout our military career. Intentionality in friendships is a must for people who want to do more than just survive a move. People often think and say that military families are so good at it. That's why I say, you guys are really good at it. She goes, in reality, I think we just know that deep friendships are at the core of thriving, and we know that we never have long in one area. We try hard to jump in and hope to form some really life-changing relationships in every place. Sometimes we struggle, but often we're so blessed, even in the struggle. And then she ends with this great sentence. Intentionality should be a given as we live our lives alongside others, not an afterthought. Right? So there's this intentionality. What do we have to do? What should we do to develop quality, long-lasting relationships that can push through and overcome geographic mobility, and the tensions with family and friendship, and even our busyness. Here's a few, a few pieces of advice that, that I found as I've been here for a while with my family, and I've seen that turnover, that churn rate here in the South Bay, whether it's job or school or, or a variety of different reasons. Here's the first way. Be the kind of friend you want. Someone once said, A friendly person shows themselves to be friendly. If you want to have a friend that is thoughtful and compassionate, start being more thoughtful and compassionate. If you want to have friends that are not judgy, stop being judgy. If you want to have a friend that's really growing in their personal integrity, start working on your personal integrity. Same thing, if you're married, that's the other great way to have a marriage. You want your spouse to be this way, you start being that person. Here's another one. Don't isolate from your friends. Last couple of years, uh, I think some of our COVID precautions have created new isolation habits in some of us, maybe awakened some isolation habits we have. 
Um, Coming back to church is one of those ways we push through that. If you're at home, you're kind of like, yeah, I've been meaning to come back to church. Just come back. Get involved. You'll be like, well, I talk to my friend on the phone, and we text every once in a while, but we haven't seen each other in a long time. Start seeing each other. Connecting, getting back together, experiencing in-person relationships with each other. And if the last couple of years has triggered in you some social anxiety, maybe some depression, and you find yourself in that place where you just want to be alone, let's push through that. How can we help? How can we jump in there and support you and help you push through that barrier? The last one, choose choose to share a struggle. Sometimes our relationships, our friendships don't go to the next level because we're still surfacy. We haven't broken through and actually said something. I got a friend I've been with, been friends with this guy for three years, and a couple of months ago we were talking, and he asked the question that he asks all the time. He's like, how you doing? And, and this time I decided to actually be honest with him. I was like, hey, here's how I'm doing. This is what I'm struggling with. And it took a little courage to kind of step out and do that because I was asking more of the friendship. He responded. He wasn't fixy. He wasn't judgy. He just listened to me. And then after, I said, how are you doing? And then he opened up. He was like, honestly, here's what I'm going through. And it took our friendship to another level. That doesn't always happen with everything. But if we're going to be intentional, sometimes we have to reveal more of ourselves about who we are and what we're dealing with so that that friendship can go to the next level. Now, you might be hesitant about that or hesitant about a lot of the stuff I mentioned. Here's an action step for you. Address one of those hesitancies. Are you too busy? Are you focused on family right now? Some some of you are, are, are focused a lot on family right now, and it's really good. But your family is going to change. Some of you, your family already has changed, and you're wanting to live in what it was before, but God's actually opened up space for new friendships. Some of you are getting ready to retire. And part of your retirement plans needs to be investing in friendships so that when your work friends are gone, now you have friends in your life. Some of it's geographic mobility. Some of you are like, well, I'm going to move next year. I might move at any time. I'm not really going to invest in friendships. No, invest in those friendships. You can have friendships that cross state lines. That's totally allowed, you know? And it's a, and it's a great thing to do. Some of you might have been hurt. You're like, I got hurt in another friendship. I'm not doing that again. There's a lot of reasons that you might have hesitancy. How can you address one of those, push through it, and make a good decision? got one more thing for you because some of you are like okay i get it i get it already i'm supposed to be intentional all right i'll go do something you gave a lot of advice but some of you are like where do i start especially if i want to make a new friendship where do i start here's my advice to everybody that walks through the doors of journey of faith whether you've been here for 20 years or you've been here for the first this is your first time today here's what i recommend start volunteering somewhere You start volunteering somewhere, you meet a lot of people. Everything from taking care of holding little babies to standing at the door and having people walk through or serving at one of our outreach events in the area. You start meeting people who are similar to you as well as different than you. You meet all different kinds of people and what we're doing is helping create those moments where there is potential to have a great friendship that comes from meeting somebody while you're serving. And I'll tell you, For me, the kind of people I want to have friendships with 
are the kind of people that serve. It's the kind of people that are like, I want to be about other people. Those are the people that I want to get to know more. A key component of friendship is intentionality. We can be intentional about friendships two ways. See intentional friendships as a characteristic of Jesus that we can reflect. Jesus did friendships well, and he taught his friends how to be friends. We're going to learn more about that in the coming weeks. And then be intentional with the relationships in your life. The ones you currently have, and maybe some new ones by volunteering, that helps us push through. But we have to make a decision if we want to have long-lasting, healthy friendships. We have to choose friendship. We have to make that decision because friendships don't just happen. So I'd like to pray for us kind of as we close and pray that we can step out into this week, maybe even reflecting on the friendship of God and looking around at those opportunities we have to make connections because somebody you meet this week may end up being a great friend later and there are friends in your life that you could take that friendship to the next level. Would you stand? We're going to close our service together. Hey, if this is your first week with us, or your first time with us, please come back next week. We're going to be talking about another great Friendship Essential. Got great music, but really it's a great opportunity to meet other people. Hang out, say hi to somebody. If you need a Bible, you can get one outside. If you want somebody to talk with, right over here by our cross here and at, Manhattan, and, and at Torrance, uh, we're going to have a, a prayer team that's available. Some people that volunteer, they say, I'd love to listen, and I'd love to pray for you in whatever way I can. Let me pray for us as we close. God, thank you. We're all coming from different places in our life and, and different experiences with friendship. This week, help us to look to you. You love us, and you want to call us friends. God, help us to see what that looks like with you, and help us to be like that more with others. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great week.